Hey, everyone. I just want to give you a heads up that unfortunately, at the end of us recording this episode, our soundboard went completely on the fritz and we lost all of our clean, raw audio files. Uh, they did not get recorded. Luckily, I guess, uh, as it turns out, we were in a Zoom meeting with Tayan while we recorded. So we had the recorded Zoom audio, uh, which is not nearly as good as we would like, but it's something at least. So we thought we'd go ahead and put it out there for you to listen to. I apologize in advance for the spotty audio quality, uh, but we should have everything fixed by next week. So thanks for listening and have fun. You're listening to The Universal Family, a podcast about our love for Universal Orlando. This is episode 66, and we survived Horror Nights. And I survived watching Horror Nights. But did we love Horror Nights? Time for the adventure. And this podcast begin. So this is the first time we were recording um, since we had bad news. And a lot has happened since we've been gone. But before we get into any of that, we wanted to talk about our old pal, Jimmy Buffett, who passed uh, away while we were in While Florida. we were in It's Florida. no fair. It's no fair. It is like, I literally, like, he's relevant to my life always, but he's most relevant to my life when I'm in Florida. And I was in Florida the day we got there, he died. Are you kidding? It's crazy. The day it was, you got there, he died? Well, the next morning, yes. Yeah. The next morning. I less went to sleep the night we got there and woke up to that information. Right. Less than 24 hours after arriving... The late great Jimmy Buffett passed away. It was quite sad. How old was he? Seventy-six, I think. We listened. It was old, low-key. We usually listen. We start. We usually start listening to Jimmy when we get into Florida. This time we listened to was it Barometer Soup? We listened to Barometer Soup, and we also listened to the ballads. Oh, that was on the way home. So I could cry. But on the way there, we listened to Barometer Soup. Yeah, uh, he died on our first game day, and I listened to him on the way. I listened to the greatest hits album, like the yellow album cover with like the red Jimmy Buffett. Um, yeah. I listened to that on the way there. It was pretty short, but it was nice. Songs you all know by heart. Does everyone have a? Does it? Do you guys have a favorite Buffett song? Just curious. Mine is "Son of a Sailor." I think it's actually a really good song. Like Jimmy Buffett's kind of like. Jimmy Buffett's kind of like a meme a little, or more of like a soul than like actually looking at the music, but I think Son of a Sailor is actually a really good song. I think that one's really good. Volcano is basic, but it's so good. It's so like islandy. I listened to Cheeseburger in Paradise the other day on that album, and that one is real. it kind of encapsulates exactly what Jimmy Buffett is, and I really like it. It gets stuck in my head every time I sing it, so let's not think about it for too long. Because it's already in my head right now. I mean, as you talk about the memeable, is that a word? Memeable, memeable version. Yeah, it, it is. That. But I didn't mean memeable. I meant like, yeah, like the the um, stereotypical Buffett. Yeah, right. But I mean, if you get, you guys really need to dive into those. Like, Coconut Telegraph is a great album that you would definitely like to end. Three quarter time, I'm sure you would like the most of me personally. He has way too many songs for me to ever get into it like that far. It's, I, I agree. A long time ago, I listed uh, Come Monday as my favorite, so I'm just sticking with it, and every time I hear it now, I'm like, oh, it's my favorite, and I just love it. And I know it's, like, not a quintessential Buffett song at all. It's not, you know, just, it's not the same I don't know stereotype. If I can, but one Particular Harbor is up there for me, but I don't even, like... Oh, I just West Nashville. Gun. I was just oh, about to say I just love the sentiment in that song that like just, you've just been away from your wife and you just want to get back together. Come Monday is a great example of good songwriting. Oh, Coconut Telegraph. Oh, I love I Coconut think. Telegraph. That's a great album. 
Anyway, so one time, I, I we've never told the story on the podcast. We've definitely told this to some of our listeners in person, but just this week. Yeah, we did. We shared this with many people after this happened. But a crazy occurrence happened to Laura and I when we got married. Um, make it a short version of what you usually tell. I'll, I'll make it as short as necessary. He deserves this little story. You're right. Time. You're right. But um, our, our my aunt Sissy uh, and, and Richard, Richard, they got us tickets to the Bahamas for our honeymoon. It was our, it was, they gifted us basically a honeymoon, which is mm-hmm. crazy in its own right, but very it's generous like David of them. Dobrik. So nice of them. That's crazy. And the whole reason they sent us to the Bahamas was at the time Jimmy Buffett had dipped his toes into Broadway. Everyone knows that he did the Margaritaville musical that was short-lived just about a year ago or whenever. But at the time he had just brought uh, Don't Stop the Carnival, which is a Norman Mailer Herman book. Woke? Herman Woke book. Yeah, Herman I'm Herman Woke. Yeah. Brother Herman book Woke from book. the 60s, which I totally recommend. Anyone who's just looking for a summer book, it's a great... Laura's Book Recommendation segment. Laura's Book Club. It's about a guy from New York, midlife crisis, buys a hotel. Anyway, that's not important. Look it up. It's a very Buffett it, story. It it's is, almost... And the musical was really good, honestly. It was quite good. But but it, it didn't live long on Broadway. And when it closed, they set it up permanently at the um, Atlantis, the Atlantis in the Bahamas. So we went to the Bahamas for our honeymoon strictly to see the Jimmy Buffett written musical, Don't Stop the Carnival. We didn't stay at Atlantis. We stayed at a cheaper place, but we went over for Atlantis for the day. We were going to like hang out what well, we did. We hung out there for the day and gambled there and stuff. But the first thing we did is go to Will Call to pick up our tickets. Do you think it was a cheaper place? I love that place. It was like a Where we stayed? Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. Anyway, I loved it. Go ahead. But, um, Continue on. We went to Will Call to pick up our tickets. We're in line. And we know we're going to the late show, which is like a 10 p.m. show of, you know, which is fine because you're on vacation. It doesn't matter how late it is. And also we were very young. But anyway, we're in line and the people in front of us are like. And we're in line in like midday. Yeah, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon or something. Maybe early. And the guy's like, are you here for the Buffett show? And we're like, dude, no. We We just kind of rolled our eyes and said like, no, sir, sir, it's not a Buffett show. It's just a play that he wrote. And yes, we're, we're picking up our tickets. He's like, no, look at this. And he handed us a flyer. Like a, just like an eight by ten printed out on the like on an know, in the office flyer, right? Like said, printed that morning. It said Jimmy Buffett on the island just tonight, ten o'clock for the ten o'clock show. We're like, he was there, and he was gonna like be there for the show. We couldn't believe it. So we had like front row tickets. It was like at a little table at the front of the stage. It, the the venue hold held like three hundred people at most. It was a very small. Like Vegas style theater, but for a much smaller resort. And he came out to start the show with his guitar yeah, and no him, shoes on, just course. plotted out on the stage and sat on a stool and played whatever we wanted to hear. We, we requested Some, Drama Fear. He, he played that. What yeah. else did he play? I don't know. It, it I, that's the, the only one I remember. Much of the hits. He did play some hits, and we were doing the classic sing-along chant, like oh, concert yeah. stuff. And he was just pointing at us and laughing the whole time. Everyone else in the theater thought we were crazy. Because it's mostly just old people, who not old, but you know, people who weren't really theater goers yeah. or gamblers who were comp tickets for the night, or you know. Right. Whatever. Yeah, they weren't there for that show or for him at all. No one even knew he was going to be there until the last minute. Not even us who were crazy parrot heads at the yeah. time. I mean, we had seen him, my God, the summer that I graduated college, I think you saw him four times that summer. I mean, there was a time in our life that Jimmy Buffett was a big part of our lives. Like, we've seen him yeah, in like, many, many times. In fact, uh, yeah. going to Islands of Adventure, uh, yeah. going to City Walk for the first and second and whatever time, it was like going to a mecca of Jimmy Buffett because we were going to Margaritaville. Like, it was a big part of the fact that we were going to Universal was that we were going to Margaritaville restaurant. So, 
showed up and played for us before the concert. Uh, and he came back later through the show and like even set in on the on the dock it, on the stage. It is Herman woke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh look, he found something. Half of these shirts on we have a old shirt in the basement right now and it, half the shirts here are Jimmy Buffett shirts. That's pretty funny. So as if one the, one being the shirt my father wore the first time he saw Islands of Adventure before 1999. How did you know that? Oh, go all the pictures and it's like the best shirt here. It is a really good I'd say uh Jimmy Buffett. That's a good shirt to wear on such a good day. 95. Anyway, um as if the story couldn't get any crazier and how lucky we were to see the person we never thought we would see in that kind of setting. When the show ended, which was around midnight, we come into we exit the theater, and I don't know if you know or not, but um, in Bahamas they have this thing called Junkanoo. It's kind of like their version of Mardi Gras. It's this big carnival. They have bands with like big drums and tubas, and it's just like like a Mardi Gras kind of feel. But it's they call it Junkanoo. We come out into the hall, and there's a fountain there, and Jimmy is standing there with a Junkanoo band just playing Junkanoo music at midnight, which is with a big like a big headdress on his like head, a big feather headdress. I mean, this is huge. crazy. We have a picture. Yeah, we have a picture. So we proceed to lock arms with Jimmy Buffett. And now we're leading a junk. I mean, honestly, band. Brian locked arms with Jimmy Buffett. I was behind the two of them. It was like their honeymoon at that point. <laughs> it, was, it was. I mean, it was surreal. It's now me and Jimmy Buffett locked in arms, leading a junk new band through the hallways by hotel rooms at midnight, like playing loud music and waking people up. I mean, fun. It, it was unbelievable. And at some point he leans over to me and he says something and I just stare at him with this shit eating grin on my face and I go, what? And he goes, are you having fun? And I'm like, yes, of course I'm having fun. It was, it was truly magical and absolutely amazing. We were so giddy that night. I don't think we went when to When we got back to our hotel that night, we called Sissy because she's the biggest oh Jimmy Buffett fan that what did she ever say? She, she had bought tickets. the tickets for us. Yeah, like, whoa. Yeah, like, we. I just remember Brian and I laying on the beds with our, like, feet up in the air, like, you know, like like it was a slumber party. And we collect called Sissy, which was in the very middle of the night, and she answered, of course. And we talked to her for, like, an hour about the whole experience. And she was jealous, I'm sure, but she was also very sweet and very happy for us. I can imagine her voice story. saying, like, oh, my God. Like, and I have to throw in one more thing about that cool uh, honeymoon gift. Uh, it was so important to Richard to teach us as young people how to tip that he also gave us, I don't know if it was 50 or or $100 in ones for that trip. It was probably just 50 because, you know, you don't need much. And he said, tip everybody. And so That's we just so learned beautiful. to always hand a couple of ones to whoever it was, especially in the Bahamas. Um, he taught us very well. It was great. I, I'm sad that Mr. Buffett has passed away, oh. but I just wanted to start the show with that. So sad. Maybe we should have ended it with that. All right. No, because this is how we started the trip, so this is how y'all have to experience it, too. Uh, let's get down to what we really were going to talk about for this and what everyone actually wants to hear, which is we survived horror nights. We did it. We did. We didn't die or anything. No. Jimmy Buffett did. I can't we believe it. Oh, too soon. Hey, too soon. did you know how he died, by the way? Mm -mm. Skin cancer from the oh. sun. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that, I, I mean, like, honestly, that's the best way for him to go. If it were something tragic, that would be heartbreaking. But, like, knowing that he was, like, did that in the sun, like, doing what he loved, being a little island boy. Yep. Island boy. Anyway, good Lord. We should have planned a whole episode for Jimmy Buffett, it seems like. But we're not. We're going to now talk about Horror Nights. It's happening. Right. So we went now. Um, Zine's friend Maddie joined us. 
I've run Maddie. We should have had her on. This. Yeah, we should have. She wouldn't have talked. Nah. But anyway. It's like she's here. Right. We can say she is here. <laughs> Would you have a good time, Maddie? She, she nodded. Yes. Uh, um, gosh, I don't even know where to begin. So we we had all these plans of how we were going to do Horror Nights, what days we were going to go in and what we were going to do and when. That kind of all went out the The funniest thing about that is we completely like overlooked the fact that we were going to actually be there on opening night of Horror Nights. Right. And that it would be available to us. Because we're like, well, we'll be there late that night, so we'll just like go in the park before it's over. But like Horror Nights starts or late, and then it goes forever. So forever. we were able to go the opening. What's night. the latest you guys stayed up for Horror Nights? Three o'clock. Three a.m. Dang, it's it really. Is. I was able it's to hard. get thick. I'm sure. Even for me, like I stay up like about that late when like I don't have anything to do in the morning. Right. But like being at Universal, doing things like active at night is much harder and like so, yeah. you just like not with it like the next morning i didn't remember like i it was it just all felt so weird i didn't like remember like coming home because it was so late like on the bus and stuff that i mean yeah, that would for me like when i get that tired because it's late and then i realize where i am i'm like so far away from my bed mm-hmm. like a mile of walking and yeah. driving and I, getting- I was thinking that too like in the parks i was like i just like I'm imagining myself like in my blankets yeah. and like pillow. Like, I but at the same time, right now. I love Tour Night so much. I didn't want to leave it all. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, spoiler alert: we really did have a great. We time. loved it. Um, I would do it a lot different now. That's for sure. We did it. We were there Friday night and Saturday night uh, for all of Horror Nights till two a.m. plus. And then on Sunday night, we did an RIP tour, which we won't talk about in this episode. We're going to save the RIP tour for a whole different episode. But basically, we did Horror Nights three nights in a row. Um, that's a lot of Horror Nights, in my opinion. It's, I could not have done that. That would be like was, hard for me. It was really hard. Well, Too much for me. The second night, Brian and I left early. We, 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 did. we went to bed at like 1230 that night. That's and true. Dean and Maddie stayed the whole time. Um, so. But on, so let's start with. Do we want to start with like our first experience? Sure. Friday night, you and I go. Yeah. So yeah, it was Friday night and we didn't go in for the opening. We weren't there yet. We weren't there yet. The ceremonies. But so it was like nine o'clock or so and Brian and I are heading over there because, you know, we have the rush of fear pass so we could go all, all, uh, all month. Whereas Zine and Maddie couldn't, they only had one night. So it was just Brian and I and the stroller. And we're walking over there from islands, and I, t- I was like, Brian, you know what? Um, I'm scared. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm scared. And I'm not even just scared of, like, being scared. I'm scared of, like, the whole the whole thing, everything about it. Like, we're getting ready to go into Universal, and it's not going to be Universal. It's very dark. It's very different. The music is great. To me, I still thought of it as Universal, just spooky Universal. That's why it wasn't, like, too confusing oh, for me. And as we walked in, we passed Kobe from the... Um, Universal Explorers. Colby. Colby. Yeah. Did I say Kobe? I think it's yeah. Colby. It's yeah. Colby. It's 100% Colby. All right. Sorry, Zine. So back to the vibe. I think that's kind of where you're headed with. Yeah. It's, so we have like a question I- about the vibe that kind of is relevant to what you guys are talking about. Yeah. What is it? When walking around the parks, was Universal masked appropriately or did its beauty shine through and bring you out of the experience any? This is a potential question. Wow. I love this. Hey, and- this is what I was going to say. It, like doesn't bring me out of the experience of Horror Nights because it's like it's like Horror Nights up. isn't like supposed to be not universal it's universal but like after hours like yeah. sh- like shit went wrong you know and 
everything is not dressed up. Right. That's what I'm wondering. Like, did did you see anything? And it was like, oh, I want to ride ET now. I, I'm not even worried about being scared. I just yeah, want to ride ET. Well, great point of that is mom and I went straight to ride Mummy as soon as we got there. Me and Maddie did ride yeah. Mummy. Because that's the most Four Nights appropriate ride of all of them. I felt like I really needed something familiar. Actually, it was so weird how un- uncomfortable I felt there. when we, Even after we walked in, I just felt uncomfortable. When we got to the the big stage, you know, where they have like monitors on either side of the stage and they show videos, yeah. they were showing a video montage. I sent a picture or a video of that to Tim. Of uh, Psycho, I mean, of uh, Hitchcock, Hitchcock movies. movies. And I was like, oh, Brian, let's look at this. And I felt comforted. It's so silly, but I felt comforted just watching the video screen of Hitchcock movies because I was like, okay, we are at Universal. Yeah. I mean, how dorky is that? I agree, though. Like, it all felt universally. So it, like, wasn't too scary to the point where i was like felt like i didn't know where i was you know yeah so d- did you guys ride any rides to like combat the halloween horror night stuff did anything did any ride pair well with the horror nights vibe mummy 100 percent. that's why i chose mummy. i figured we and it's like in the right like central area kind of like transformers and like it might be it might be Rip Ride Rocket, Rip Ride Rocket was something I really yeah, wanted to Rip Ride Rocket would be a good one for that, just because, like, at night, that would be cool. Yeah, because it's just a cool But nightmare. Mummy definitely is the, like, I can't get on MIB and, like, have the same spooky experience when I get back yeah. out. Like, we used, I would on Mummy. We used MIB as, like, a time killer before the show, which we'll talk about later, but, like, as we wanted to wait for the show to start. Oh, I did ride MIB, MIB, too. MIB, yeah. I did ride, I rode MIB and Mummy. But one of the vibe points I want to make is, the park is completely different vibe. Like it is not chill time, which is kind of, I mean, if, if I want to start naming things I don't love about horror nights, it's that it is very go, go, go. Like there's not a lot of, I don't know. Let's, let's hang out and chat a bit. Like there's none of that. Well, people are there for really business. Do that. Right. Like where, like, where do you want to hang out and chat in Actually, the dark? There is an excellent place to hang out and chat Tay. And, and this is a place that has never been like this before in my recollection. But they made a special like uh, bar area, which really felt like a VIP area uh, behind Lombards. You know, like the deck there where where the where yeah Bruce the Jaws is. thing. No, it's, it's, it's past that one. It's, it's the next bar. So he goes Bruce, and then there's a gap in the water, and then Lombards is there, and there's a whole deck around it, just like there is around Richter's. Yeah. yeah. And they turned that into the Peacock Lounge, which was and they it put was a, bar a very good place to talk and, and chill. It was. It was really cool. Yeah, I feel I'm. I take what back what I said. That's a dumb statement, Zine, but. You can hang out as much as you can. It's just like when you're doing Horror Nights, you're more excited you're about doing things you can't do yeah. not during that season. And it's a very party atmosphere. There's bars everywhere. The The crowd is different. Like, it's a, definitely a different clientele. I've never seen so many black shirts. In oh, my God. That's my the life, other thing. Maybe. Everyone wears black. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, y'all. You remember you're in Florida still. And there are completely zero whiny babies. Yeah, that too is that's like there are amazing. no children, and the children you do see are like I I like them because like they're here and they're chill enough to see horror nights and like I saw kids that were like excited to be yeah, there. They had like crazy neat. horror nights merch on and stuff. I was like, they've been more than I have. So Tan, one of the other things that I found very different than I think what you expected and definitely what I expected were the scare zones. Like I thought they would be far scarier to walk through than they were. Like yeah. In my head, I envision like having to like dodge people and be like chased because right. that's what I've seen on like videos and stuff. And I've always looked at scare zones as more of like the cheesy side of horror nights. You know what I mean? Like it's still scary, but it's like 
not the same type of scary that they're doing in like the haunted houses because yeah. it be, like uh, more well, public. I think I can't think, keep it that scary, really. I think a reason that we thought they were scarier as kids is because I think they probably were. I think in the past they used to be more about like re- about like people sneaking up on you and stuff like that. But now with like the Vamp sixty nine or whatever year thing, vampire thing, <laughs> like they're what they're much more like themed. So like I don't, it's more about like the vibe again instead of like the people actually well, scaring you. Let's- yeah. Brought it up. Let's talk about Vamp sixty nine, which was I think everyone's favorite scare zone. Also, may I add, I also used to think scare zones would be everywhere until like the spec map right. we looked at first only had like two, and I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Right like, yeah. all- zones, but you can get around the scary part of the scare absolutely. zone. Absolutely, you can go up on the sidewalk near the building, and you'll be out of the way of. Where yeah, they aren't there. on the sidewalks really; they're more on the street. But Vamp sixty nine was a whole story it, it was unbelievable like you would go in the stage is set up they're playing great music all night like the beatles a lot of uh, uh come so much beatles and, was playing yeah, a lot of abbey road era mm-hmm. stuff actually it might have been all abbey road maybe 69 not. it was really really good some doors stuff sweet caroline which gave us a good chance for each shit pit throwing that out there um but the story starts unfolding. There's like- Can I, something so funny happened at the game when Pitt lost at a different game. They played that, and then right when the East Ship Pit part came on, they showed the score and like everyone cheered because they lost. It was so funny. That is great. We sang that the other night when we were there. Um, so, on top of the music playing and it's a and it's a concert going on, the security guards are like the bikers and they're like roaming around being security. And there's. There's merch booths and there's fans and hippie girls dancing. Are and- they real merch booths though? Like, can you buy stuff? You can't. That no, sucks. Were- that would have been cool. I- oh, no, you couldn't. You couldn't because there's like dead bodies like <laughs> nailed to the merch table and like one of them had a hookah through their eye. Like it was, it was That's awesome. That's awesome. I put that in my scrapbook. He did. He did. He scrapbooked that. But as you're walking around, you feel like you're in a music festival, and then shit breaks loose. And vampires are now attacking the fans. All the hippies are like, and they're running around saying, "Help us, please!" And like, one lady ran by us. One was like, "Don't sing their songs. That'll only encourage them." Because like, people <laughs> that's were like, awesome. Singing. It was so good, man. And one of the vampires, which is really thematic and cool, had three scratches on his face, meaning that it played back to the Doctor Oddfellow's lore of like the background of how he tricked the vampires into believing he was immortal, which he is. But like the fact that they had an, an Oddfellows character in '69 in that setting that you could like notice was him is really neat. I think. Yeah, I liked that scare zone a lot. The next, I didn't like the jungle scare zone. That one was the dumbest thing ever. I didn't get scared. I thought in that the- one looked cool. It looked like a good. Not. It looked it looked immersive. Like I couldn't see anything other than like fog and stuff. Yeah, the problem is in the day it looked cool because you could see all the artifacts and the tents and the yeah. stuff like that. But at nighttime, which is when this happens, that's a narrow area. It wasn't well lit. You couldn't see any of that. There were detail. not enough people scaring and you, then, right? It was it, well. It, there's so many people moving through at one time. It's impossible to like one of them to scare you because we're all just a herd of people moving through it. Yeah, so it, it was much. It was much emptier in the video I watched of it. Yeah, that would that would be more fun. But the other one I really liked, the dock one. Well, whatever that one called, shipyard Here, or uh, pier. Yeah. And there was this awesome effect there. They had like giant shipping containers, you know, like metal shipping containers. Yeah. And, walking by one and you couldn't tell it looked like just rusty metal but apparently it was made out of fabric because it's like albino monster like grabbed it and ripped it open and then like jumped out at me he's like that's awesome so cool so i I was kind of hooked by that that's really cool 
be like that one. What about the Megan uh, thing? Or, or what, not not just the Megan thing, but like the difference between the scare zones and the Megan zones. All the Megan horde walking back to their like resting area. Yeah, they don't. It's not like a constant thing. That's why I didn't see them. I like, oh, you only see them only. Oh, you guys didn't even see them at all. I think they're kind of like the dancers. Well, they are dancers, but they come out and it's they more do like, their thing like as an of like yeah a like pop a up event. Show. It's more one of those like untimed street shows. Yeah, like the blues we just, but not. We didn't see the show. I've seen some videos of it. It looks really fun. It looks dumb. We yeah, it was cool the way when it. we saw them too. They were being escorted back to a. We did see the Death Eaters, and that was awesome. We saw that a couple of times. I didn't. I think that needs to be a permanent. The Death part Eater of show was incredible. Night. I don't mean the show on the stage. I mean the thing that they did. It seemed like an impromptu performance. For yeah. Us. So Dan, the way they do the Death Eaters is they would just walk around the crowds. And they would just be meandering and like getting up close to you and like like they were studying you and like looking for something. Right. So watching them do that. And then looking for wizards to kill, probably. Probably. Out of nowhere, they start moving in a certain way that starts forming us into a circle. Like they heard it. You don't really realize what's happening. And then you start to notice that we're turning into like a circle. And then you're like, oh, they're going to do something. And then they start this thing. Wait, you turned into a circle or they circled around you? Like we were just standing around. How's that, what do you mean? Like, oh, so like you were just looking at them. Like that you guys, you yeah, I, I know what you mean. You're like, oh, I didn't realize you were going to watch a show, but here we are. Right. They do circle around someone. They like grab someone and bring them to the middle of everything. And they put their wands out and they start doing the circle around them. And then a worker comes up and like encourages a duel. It's like, help us. And like she starts asking for people with wands and then they all start fighting. And then like smoke goes up and green lights flash. And it was just, it was really That really is good. so awesome. Yeah, they really need to do it all the time. It's not too scary at all, and it's very thematic. Yeah, that's awesome. You get to kill them at the end with wit with wands. They found another use for the wands. You knew they could do it. I'm sad because I didn't go in Diagon Alley at all. That's stupid. You're stupid. It was really hard, Tan. David Griswold had the best idea that has to happen eventually. That you know that little open area right above where the little water thing is. Yeah down in Diagon Alley where the yeah. rest where the beer stand is and everything. Yeah. yeah. That's the only sky area over there. Yeah. It would be so cool in the future that as that show happens, drone green drones form there to form the the, the dark, dark mark. mark. Oh the they could so do that. So do that. Oh wow. That'd be really awesome. Let's tell them about the tribute story. How does it rank with the other tribute stores? Is it your favorite? Is it your least favorite? Is it comparable to one? This tribute store... I liked it. I liked it. It's one of my favorites for sure. I think... Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. I watched a video on it. It was so... It was really cool. Unbelievable. The, The outside, as you know, looks like a comic book store. And the inside, you're in the pages of a comic, which is... Yep. So three different good. now. I three didn't different take genres. the time. Right, three different styles of comic. Even me personally, I didn't take the time to like read things or we like did. care about the story, but I still like got the idea and I like I loved it all. So the first one is just like a classic, what I would call like sixties comic. That like colored. A, they're talent. grave diggers. They're going to gr- dig up a grave and just. Yep, st- I remember that one. But then the next part, the noir room, where it's all black and white. Yeah, I specifically remember that one. On the floor, the rain. rain effect on the floor was one of the coolest oh, things cool. I've ever seen. Yeah, walk in, it's all black and white, and you see projection rain in the sky. 
and I walked around and like looked at stuff. And as I came back around, I realized there were drops of water on the floor, like projected. It's not like, even possible. So smart. That room was very Lovecrafty. It had even like a big Cthulhu octopusy kind of thing. Yeah. At the, end of the, the what? Octopusy. Octopus. <laughs> it had like a forced perspective alleyway down to another. Yeah, like, that's level. that's what I was thinking of. It was really cool. And then you went through the hallway. Uh, you remember the hallway that was like between Jaws and yeah, yeah. and it was the pictures. It was all the, the yeah, it was all the uh, comic book covers. I would have said we should have done that, but um, the lady, who's the first off, the lady I watched for the tribute store was I'm pretty sure that one that um that Lee was on the on the on the pooper when Jackie. we Facetime her. What's her? Yes, Jackie. it was super enthused. Um, shout out super enthused. Um. I was watching that video and she did it and it's from what she said it sounded like it was uh kind of limiting on like the size of the well, people or of the size of the family or you know what I mean you know what I mean it would have been cool but it wasn't that cool I think it's interesting that they charge you the same amount for those comic books as they charged us for the bottles a physical bottle I didn't even know that that's so dumb think of the pricing they had to pay to have that physical bottle shipped to us compared to shipping everyone a comic book they're making a lot more profit yeah. off. God, I they, didn't were, even they were about that that's they were what really you hoping that i was so confused what you meant but you're talking about like shipping yeah if it's like a bottle you have to pay money to ship a box right. if it's a, just a slip of paper an envelope it's free it's that's crazy yeah, so they, cheap. they were just hoping that people would think it's really cool and want to be in a comic but it wasn't that cool i it's think really cool. so the next room was all like 70s comic style with and it was a diner and we, we you could take a picture with the devil and they had this like projected like stylized fire on him that was really cool and I think the biggest change, though, was the next room, which is like the Just area you check, check out, out room was, was like this so huge Jack the Ripper area, which was awesome. It Madeline like showed us this little, it doesn't make sense. Like, I didn't even, we were in there like twice before we even realized it. And it took her showing us. There was like this little alley you could look down and it was like all dark. You didn't even see anything in it. It was just like noises. But if you would stand there and watch long enough, you would see like the, like a car light come by and like a silhouette of Jack the Ripper was like standing at the end of it. It was, here's the thing. So that cool. wasn't something I would that's just That's really see. scary. She knew that from like a yeah, Easter egg something. Cause like that's not even possible to see. Like you would, you're literally you have to be some weird weirdo like in examining the wood of the shelves or something because you, you have to wait there for like 20 seconds to see it anyway yeah but then you're just looking at like a w literal wall like i thought dad was showing telling me to look at the wrong place i was so convinced i was like this is weird uh that's a cool way to um have like an optional scare i think and it's a it's a cool scare it's thematic yeah it keeps i was the like i was like it's a little tiny it's a, like, a little tiny house oh. here in the tribute store in the checkout yeah. area like it wasn't like really scary, but no. it was a whole theme. It was it's like thematic. Jack the Ripper is here, and like there's nothing else Jack the Ripper in this whole place. Just this one room. And I mean, this, this is a consistent theme throughout Horror Nights, and why it is such an impressive event. And we knew it was going to be like this. Their theming throughout is yeah. exactly what you would want out of Universal. They're not playing around. And we'll talk yeah. about that in the uh, tributes where we tried those um, pumpkin cheesecake macaroons. Which were really good. They were so good. Uh, Nothing like a macaroni. Speaking of food, let's quickly go through some of the other Horror Nights food we tried. I, I didn't think we tried very much, and so I started writing. Wait, wait no, let's talk about the Tribute Store merch we got really oh. quick. Rundown. I got a the classic shirt I wanted with the hand on the back. Love uh -huh. it. 
Maddie got this. Maddie and Dad got this. The black shirt with like a skull. Yeah, right? and it's kind of like an Ouija board thing, and he's he's got like a crystal ball with the universal arches in it. Which yes, is what I love Maddie about noticed it. that in the and car because she. Also got a pillow of the same thing, which must I say, Universal, you killed it with the pillow. That is a perfect, squishy, perfect like pillow. It reminded me of a Squishmallow, but no, it yeah. was just theme park <laughs> merch. And I got the Lil Boo themed, crow themed um, t-shirt with like a, crow on a the coffin front. on the front yeah. and a big uh, thing on the back. And Maddie it. got Lil Boo and pins. What I love about my shirt too, it's not that I hate black because I don't, but my shirt isn't even black. It's like really like dark gray, which mm -hmm. is kind of different. I like it a lot. Actually, I think all the Horn Nights merch that I saw was pretty top notch. Like I, everything. The was only good. thing I hate is that one with the really cool logo and then all the pop figures yeah. or something yeah, down the, the side. I hate makes that. No sense to me. Yeah, Such they stand out too much. Anyway, back to food. Um, so, what do we try? You were one of the first person to try something, Zine. You had the um, pizza, the Surfer Boy pineapple pizza. Yummy! It was really good. It had pineapple and spam and whatnot. What it do you think? On like a French bread. Yeah, like a French bread, like kind of like the ones you would get at school, but like not the cheap kind. It was like a nice piece of bread, and it was grilled like spam, a so one it was of the like crunchy. I just have to say that from an outsider perspective i'm starting to realize like when we overhype food because this this can't be worth talking about i think no. that it's pizza just, yeah it's just pizza we're not, we're not talking about the r.i.p tour now but i did have this surfer boy pizza available to me for free that i could have just picked it up and put it on my plate and i didn't because i'm like yeah it's I, just I see pizza it's a piece of french bread pizza it sounds <laughs> shitty not gonna lie uh, it was. I was it was good. It, it had was, jalapenos it and stuff. It was. Really I hate. Fl I hate flatbread pizza. I must say. Flatbread pizza. It's French like bread. French bread pizza. That's what it's, I meant. Or wait, the, French bread or flatbread? What is French bread? Do you know the boat things they give us at school with pizza? Nope. Like the boat-shaped ones that are like an inch thick. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that, but like a nice piece of bread, not like crap. I mean, I can get behind that, but it's not special, is what I'm saying. I, I will say this, 90% of the Halloween Horror Nights food is not special. It's more like bar food, if you will. I yeah. mean, it's like, they do, but they do good things. Like, this is just pizza. But I like the fact that there was jalapenos, Spam, which was crispy and cool. And instead of just I love Spam, it was pineapple chutney, which I thought was smart. So it was just like a little bit, a twist on something pretty simple that most people would want to try and have. And it was, yeah. it was okay. I would definitely not wait in line for it. Most of the lines for this food was way oh too Oh my long. god. What? Okay, that let's get the out of the way. Forgot about What's that. What's like the stuff you wouldn't wait in line for? We just like start at the bottom of the list. I only I didn't try that much. So um the hot chicken was okay. -ish. I did try that. I thought it was fine. Wait. What it did you could have been more flavorful. Hot, what about the flaming hot popcorn? The flaming hot popcorn's amazing. They need that to have so, that. Okay, that is so yeah. cringe that they did that. I just have to say, like, they're literally just trying to like stick on to like the stupidest like flaming hot trend, and it doesn't make any sense to being at Halloween Horror Nights. That's all I have to say about that one. It's flaming hot brand. Like you know, like the flaming hot. Like I don't care. They put their name on everything, bro. They put their name on every type of chip, and then they're like, "Look, this it's, is." It's like they're flaming hot is like a seasoning. Like, and how does flaming hot have to do with Halloween Horror Nights? Same exact seasoning on the flaming hot Cheetos. They played it in Chucky Tan. It was all like red, bloody, spicy food. And it was all like flaming hot popcorn. Imagine Universal hot popped popcorn with hot Cheeto seasoning on it. No, I don't want to ruin a good thing with that. Um, I I'm tired just, of flaming hot seasoning. 
wish you were so, there. So I'll give you, you I'll give it. you a sleeper that was actually really good that Kyle tipped us off to, and it was because the line was short, which was the turkey bun, which was just like a turkey squash bun, like a Chinese and it was black, bun. Which is yeah. fun. Is that the one we tried in the That's exercise cool. line where yeah. you were like running and walking yeah. and making me eat it? Right. I remember. So I'll tell you, a funny food was this Korean cheese corn dog that everyone was excited to try. Yeah. Chris and Alexa bought one while we were with them, and I was happy they did because I would have wanted to try it until I watched them eating it. It was First of all, it was huge. I Secondly, mean, it was so huge. It was like about as big around as a softball, but yeah, I'm was, sure that I'm exaggerating, but at least as big around as a baseball. A corn dog? It was way yeah. too big. But here was the real problem. Big fluffy breading on it. And it had cheese in it. And as they were eating it, they both ate it so long without getting any without getting any hot dog that Chris literally went back to the booth and said, is there a hot dog in this corn dog? Like he had to go ask them. That's how long they ate on this corn dog without getting hot dog. It was so much. It's the new trend. Corn dogs aren't corn dogs anymore. They're like cheese flaming hot dogs, bro. Here we go again with another stupid tr TikTok trend from a year ago. And here they are trying to recreate it. I'm over it. Um, when we were on the Columbus trip, is that where we were? Mm -hmm. And we tried getting this and the Korean, Korean corn dogs. Yeah. Talking about. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I, for it I would tried still want to try them. I'm not, tried I'm not saying stupid. I'm not saying Korean hot dog or Korean corn dogs are bad. I'm saying this was a bad execution of that. It was overly large. It was too big. You, the cheese to hot dog proportion was off. I don't think they did it well. Is my point. Um, something we oh here's one that I didn't think we would like, but actually really did like. Oh, did you get your can, Tan? Yes, I did. I turned it into... It's our utensil holder now instead of the stupid WV cup. It's oh, his, the... It's oh, the Fedra, like, food rations. It's so cool. So that was the ravioli, um, which was actually really well done. Like, Yeah, the cool. ravioli, like I had heard, I or Madeline had told us that it was kind of like Chef Boyardee quality. It was better than that. It was more like uh, Kroger brand ravioli that you would buy and cook at home. Right. Which is decent, it's great. you know, it's good enough. It's pretty bland, you know, but ravioli, cheese ravioli is pretty bland. But I thought it was nice. The, the marinara sauce was simple. The mushrooms on top were there cool. There was a green sauce on top too, which is also good. I thought the extra little step they went, which was neat, was they put a um, little slice of garlic bread in the bottom of the can. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was a space holder, so they didn't have to give you too many more raviolis. But by then, you'd had lots of raviolis, so it was all good. Uh, so what are some other things we tried just briefly? Uh, the Oreos. They were... Um, Mom got me those Oreos. They were Funfetti deep-fried Oreos. Are you kidding me? No, they were good. I enjoyed them. I'm going to cry right now. Deep-fried deep Oreos, Oreos are, are my favorite snack. You would have liked them. I would say and that... Funfetti is my favorite type of cake. You've had better deep-fried Oreos. I, I will say that. And it wasn't very many for the price. You got four of them, I think. They're Nobody needs more no. than four deep-fried right. Oreos That's ever. True. Me. We've had this argument many times. Yeah, I really don't see your argument either. Actually, yes, I do, really. Yeah, I could I only just picture four deep-fried Oreos laying at the bottom of your stomach. I could the rest of everyone else. I mean, they were deep-fried Oreos. They were good. They were over there close to the Mel's die-in. In How bit. did we like the empanada? I don't remember. Oh, I wish I got good. to try it. I mean, the empanada, they you're, you're too, you were too messed up to remember the empanadas? You mean messed up with alcohol? Oh, yeah, you don't drink alcohol anymore. I don't, and I didn't, and I hadn't. 
Okay, wait, that's a good question. Because dad was able to mask all this horror with alcohol, like a lot of adults there do. But you weren't. So how did that go? Well, you know what? I've been finding in, in many facets of my life um, in the last few weeks that you don't without need to mask alcohol is a alcohol. whole lot more fun. And no, I'm so serious. Like, I know what's going on all the time. I'm all good. Like, I, I know I'm going to feel great tomorrow. And, um, and I'm like, it doesn't help me have more fun at all. So I had a great time. That's good to know. I'm a big fan. That's an interesting way to look at it. Uh, one of these food things that I actually did like quite a bit was the sour apple funnel fries. And they were funnel cake Sour fries. apple funnel fries? And those were a challenge to find. You said that funny. We had to go to like six booths before we found the right booth. They said that it was in um, Gramercy, Gramercy Park. Park, which is that close to the map. Turns out there are... There are booths all around all four sides of Gramercy Park. Yeah, but this is... And this was way past this was, Honestly, this wasn't close to... It was closer it was to the Minions Cafe. Right. Uh, and they called it Dr. Oddfellow's like, food stand, so you'd picture something like decorative, but it was just a universal, gray universal food truck. That it wasn't, is a little weird. Yeah. But, but anyway... It was funnel cake fries with... Um, um, sour apple ice cream. Sour apple ice cream, some that whipped cream, good. and then apple pie filling, hot. And then they also sprinkled like this, like sour sugar dust on the. I watched. I'm pretty sure I watched the Tim Tracker eat these. They were very. I liked them. They looked good. I was glad we got to try those. Um, I, I liked the ice cream part. I kind of like the funnel fry. Was just a little doughy bread. Have we moved on to food that you guys really, really liked, or that was probably or, one of the best things. Oh, and this, the Hellfire Club. Oh, yeah. So the Hellfire Club, I tried. Is that a sandwich? It's like a grilled cheese sandwich with pork. And you know how, like you said, like most of these things are just like whatever, like drunk foods or whatever. This one, yeah. I felt like it was different. It was special and it was delicious. I loved it. The Hellfire Club. What, do you remember what was on it? I don't remember. I don't remember, actually. I wish I had it pulled up, but I don't. Go check good. out an episode, the old episode with Madeline where we uh, discussed all the food. It'll probably be in there somewhere. That was about all the food. I mean, we tried some other things, cheesecakes. and. So uh, I, I think I obviously know the answer to this, but if there's any way to defend Halloween Horror Nights, um, do you like, was this similar or better or worse to um, Mardi Gras food? Way worse. I don't, you shouldn't. The food? Them. Yeah, it's not anywhere yeah, close. Yeah, the food in Mardi Gras is oh, oh times better. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. The point of Mardi Gras. The, the point of this food is to yeah, entertain it, people while they're yeah. drinking and it's late right. and they're tired. They, yeah. I do yeah. I, I do think they could step up the Four Nights food game if they Yeah, I, I I yeah, it sounds like you guys were kind of it, you it was more expected like theme park. No, it was better than that. But yeah. like the best thing you said, I feel like even was just like this is a very good version of something I've already had. Which is yeah. kind of unfair because Mardi Gras was like food from all over the world, but like I feel like they could have been more creative with it that, the, at, at the very least. Is the country's thing because different countries have better food than this too. That's facts. Basically, like American. But they right? should do like a different country horror nights. Like, what if they turned like different, um, like different cultures? Like, um, what's it called? Like the Mothman and stuff. What's that called? Like, like their folklore monsters. Yeah, folklore. If they turned, like, different cultures, folklore, monsters, and, like, made a bunch of just houses, and then it could be themed like Mardi Gras, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, they try. So, I feel like the food for Horror Nights does exactly what it's meant to do, and not only, like I said, feed the hungry masses, but also, like, to be totally themed to the houses that they have. 
Like I stood in line for 30, or let's say 20 minutes behind a guy in the Chucky, the Chucky booth. He oh, was yeah. waiting for Chucky food in front of me. He was wearing a Chucky like popcorn container across his chest. His hair was bright red. He was wearing a Chucky shirt. I mean, I think he even maybe had Ch- Chucky socks on. Like this guy is a Chucky fan and he was he was so excited to stand in line and get his refill of popcorn and his stupid like Chucky chicken. We all loved it. And the people were just as excited. I was just as excited to get The Last of Us ravioli. And it wasn't even just about getting or eating the ravioli. It was about going up that tiny walkway that we're used to going up in Universal. And instead of it being the same thing it always was, it was part of The Last of Us. Like it was like going into the, what's it called? The zone? The, I don't know. What's it called? The the thing is called Fedra. Is that what you're talking about? Like the safe, like the... Yeah, it was exactly like being in the game and walking into like one of those closed in areas where Fedra is. So one last thing before we get off of food, I will say this. Part of the food problem is I realized quickly because I had a list of things I wanted to try. I learned quickly that one, I don't want to wait in line. And two, I don't really want to be eating the stuff when it's 92 degrees outside at night. Like yeah, it's hot. like 2 a.m. It's so much food. If I was on that RIP tour, I couldn't eat all the food. Uh, it was fun. We'll talk was about that Was it like small too. portions? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. One thing we haven't talked about yet before we get to the house stuff is the Nightmare Fuel show, which Zine missed. Uh, it was so hard to get. Like, it was just... Everything that happened was unfortunate because there's nothing I could have done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think me and Maddie chose to do um, Dr. Oddfellows instead of seeing, or no, we were, we just had just gotten in the Dr. Oddfellows line planning to see it after. And then the Dr. Oddfellow line lasted way longer. Way longer. Than this was a common problem that whole. Yeah. Weekend. It was there. It, wait times are inconsistent. It's bad. Hard. And it's hard for everybody to make time to see. The, the Stranger Things one show. was accurate. I timed it. But um, anyway, so we got stuck there, then realized we had to do Stranger Things before we could um, wait to see the new the one that was starting or something. And then the next one lasted until we were in the Stranger Things line. So it was just they, like hard. They didn't get to do the show. Lauren, I saw it three times. I saw it total. three times. It's possibly my favorite part about Horror Nights. It was. I really wanted to see it. Y'all have good. no idea. Like, I'm really into things like that that are, like, uh, scary. And I like, absolutely would have loved it. You would have loved it. The music magic. was good. I the love magic. magic. Oh, good. my God. And there was, like, they did some of those, like, body changes where, like, a girl would get under the covers and immediately they'd rip the cover off and it'd be a guy instead, that kind of thing, you know? Or, like, yeah. they put her in this globe. We should say spoilers, actually. Yeah, spoilers. Put, put that in at the beginning. We forgot. It's all right. We didn't get any spoilers until now. Um, um they put a girl in a globe and they like they wrap it in plastic and hoist it up in the sky and then it catches on fire and she's gone and like there was so many good things it was awesome but it sounds cool the wait time zine pointed out the wait time he doesn't mean by a little bit they got in line we got in when it said 45 minutes and i it was a little over an hour yeah it was 90 minutes minutes. at all it was like times are not accurate mom and i were very aware of the timing because the whole plan was they would get in line we would go get seats for the show and as they were coming out they would have had about 15 minutes to come join us instead they were like 30 minutes and couldn't join us i feel like the wait times probably are going to get more accurate as horror nights goes on that makes sense on the first second and third nights of horror nights with rides they hide the line with like little rooms so the, they feel shorter in some rooms, a little long in some rooms. At Horror Nights, it's long. You think it's going to be in the entrance. Oh, nope. It's There's more long. 
and then you think there's going to be another entrance, but then you just repeat it, and then it's just it feels so much longer that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So not only is it longer than normal ride lines, it like feels longer than it would be. You're right. Uh, we've kind of talked a lot about horror nights that wasn't houses. Do we want to call this a wrap and and carry over to our next episode and, and really dive into the 100% houses? Hundred percent. I want to. Are you good with that? Yep. This is this is the appetizer. Next episode's the main course. Join wanna, us next week, and, folks. and we'll give our final thoughts after the houses. Right? We don't want to chime in with that now. This was their like Tan said. This part was their one. intro appetizer, part one, the horror nights, her first ever. All right. This was fun. We'll do it again next week, and, and I promise next week we'll get right into our houses. It'll be great. Ooh. Bye. Thank you for listening to episode 66 of the Universal Family Podcast. Don't forget to add and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was recorded in our basement. Our show music is by Spencer Elliott. You can hear more from Spencer and purchase his music at spencerelliott.net. You can also contact us by visiting ufpodcast.com. Follow us on social media at Universal Family Podcast. We didn't even talk about how the spooky episode was on 6-6. Mm. Just put that in at the end. How about that? <laughs> Promise? Promise? <laughs> <laughs>